0: Hello there. You know what I've come for. This is the way. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Yahoo! Hello there and greetings travelers back to the pod awakens here we are breaking down the bad batch as we always do on the weekends here we're going to be talking bad batch episode 4 of season 1 it's titled cornered Aired May 21st, 2021, with a runtime of 23 minutes and 3 seconds. Directed by Saul Ruiz and written by Christian Taylor. The official description, as Disney Plus loves to be specific here, The Batch's supply run goes awry. Um, Let's just go initial thoughts here first with this. Because I watched this without reading or anything about the episode before jumping in. And sometimes that can kind of shape your perception maybe. Um, I don't know. Because I went into this episode just looking for a fun adventure with the Bad Batch. And I feel like I got it. And uh, then I went on to discuss this episode online. And saw a lot of people calling it filler or calling it slow or whatever i thought this was one of the best action we've gotten so far in the bad batch I, like the chase on pantora was really great um loved echo disguising himself as a droid as we'll get to here in a little bit and uh i i loved having fennec shand on and we'll dive more into that as well I get it. Last week, the best part of the episode was the Camino storyline with Crosshair and, and the soldiers. This episode didn't have it. I also understand people complaining that this is the second week in a row where they had to stop somewhere and make a change or fix the ship. I get it. I don't think that's always going to be the case. They're still. In this one, we learned that, you know, they realize that the ship that they're on has that signature that is wanted by the Empire, that they're marking it as, like, a wanted ship. And that, I think, is a, I think that's okay. I think now if they continue to do this in the next few episodes, that would be a problem. But I think it's really just the case of, you know, just two episodes right after they kind of get their ship. Where they have to kind of get going on that. Um, you know, there wasn't really a ship issue in the first episode after the you know like the second episode the the first normal length one it was more of a we need how we know you you know we need the chain code or whatever yeah but I I really enjoyed this one I thought it was really fun and then I saw a lot of people kind of hating on it online so I was kind of surprised but not surprised at the same time because this is this is the Star Wars fandom here so um Let's, let's dive a little deeper in there. So, the, the ship is called the Havoc Marauder. It is. Uh, Hunter proposes that they go to Idaflor um, because it's uninhabited. Um, Omega complains that she's been stuck on Camino her lo- whole life, so she doesn't want to go to an uninhabited planet. She wants to see the world, you know, see the galaxy, I guess. Uh, but, you know, Hunter says it's time to stay low, and Tech says that they're out of food and rations anyway, so they have to stop somewhere closer. Ida-4 is not close enough for them to get to. Um, and then also that's when Echo says that the signature, the ship's signature, is on the one-it list, so they're going to scramble the ship's signature, but they gotta land to do that, and the nearest world is Pantora. Um, Now, I didn't remember Pantora all that well, but it did make an appearance in The Clone Wars Spear of Influence, and it's mentioned in a few of the books. Uh, Spear of Influence was the third season, episode four, where Ahsoka teamed up with a senator from Pantora before the... oh, I think I do remember this episode now. But anyway, it's always good. I, I really liked what we got of Pantora in this episode. It kind of reminded me of like a, you know, the lower levels of Coruscant with the neon lights and the way it was playing out. I, I thought it was really great. So they land on Pantora. The, uh, you know, the the person who's in charge of the docking station comes out. Uh, he's gonna scan the signature. They hold up. They, you know, they kind of have to pay him to make sure he doesn't do so. So then uh, we see him in communication with a bounty hunter. This turns out to be Phoenix Shand. Uh, you know, Phoenix Shand looks at the hologram of Omega and says, "Hey, make sure you do not let them leave." And she starts heading over here. So then at the station, you know, Wrecker and uh, Tech are getting the, uh, the ship ready, Hunter, Echo, and Omega are going around in shops to try to buy some food, so they're trying to sell, like, this detonator is what, uh, is what Hunter has, it looks like, like, a detonator that he'll use later, um, but the, the ship owner doesn't want to I mean, the store owner doesn't want to buy that because it has no need for that. It's a time of peace, as he says. So, uh, you know, he can't sell that back. You know, it's not his type of thing that he sells. So from there, it ends up being a, uh... (laughs) The the guy sees, uh... They disguised Echo as a droid. And he asks how much for the droid. They do a little bargaining. They sell Echo for $3,000. Credits, whatever. And, uh... Echo goes back and Hunter says, you know, hey, when when you're done, you know, like when I'm ready, I'll let you know and you can just escape and uh that we need the money for the uh for the uh Echo, I mean Omega has a doll. It's like a clone uh a clone doll that um kind of reminds me of the ones that you can buy at like Galaxy's Edge. Uh at the Toydarian shop, I think it is. But yeah, so the, you know, Echo goes in there. The, the other droids that are part of this shopkeeper's place realize he's not a droid, uh, and he, you know, kind of threatens the droids a bit. Um, Omega runs off because she's trying to bond with a dog-like creature. The dog-like creature takes her, um, takes her clone toy, and she chases it you know, she gets lost, and that's when Fennec Shan comes up and starts saying, like, hey, I'll help you find your friends, she even, like, uh, notices Omega's hungry, so she bumps into somebody carrying a bunch of fruit, and she kind of steals two fruit and gives one to Omega, one for her, and, uh, you know, Hunter realizes that she's gone, he goes, starts chasing around looking for Omega, and he sees her, and that's when Phoenix Shan kind of threatens Omega a bit, um... Not really threatening her, I guess. She kind of whips out the gun and starts firing at Hunter. And uh, Omega tries to help out Hunter a bit. She's able to run off. And she goes down into like a sewer type thing. Uh, Fennec Shan realizes that she went down there and she chases her. Wrecker's down there uh, because... Uh, because Tech is watching all this after he hacks into the video feed. And... um. Wrecker says he'll handle Fennec Shand, keep going, and sends uh, sends Omega up the ladder, and man, does Wrecker get... Wrecker gets knocked out pretty quickly here from Fennec Shand, and she starts going up there, and they, they get dropped off at, like, the top of this, uh, like, building, which leads to, like, a skyway is what they call it, which is, you know, where the hovercrafts are flying around, and uh, Omega starts falling... Uh, Phoenix Jan saves her and throws her onto this ship that's carrying like cargo. We get a really great alien, just kind of like not realizing what's going on behind him as he's listening to music, and you know Hunter uh, steals a speeder and takes off after like a swoop bike and starts uh, following. They kind of get into a scuffle on... This was just really great action. I'm not going to describe everything that happens in here, but just really great action. Omega helps out as best as she can. Uh, Hunter is able to save the day, and uh, Fennec Shand loses Omega, and she goes back to the docking station. They made the repairs. They're out of there because Echo got the droids to go out, and, uh, fixed the ship, and then he was able to say, hey, you're free to follow the protocol droid again, because that was the kind of thing, and, uh, the ship is fixed, they take off, the docking station, Celestin, uh, is, like, trying to stop them, he's no match for them, you know, Fennec Shan comes up, it makes it seem like she's gonna kill him, but she's like, hey, she pays them, or whatever, and she says, if you ever see them again, you know how to contact me, and heads off, and she makes contact with somebody, I assume, who is the Caminoans. the K- Kaminoans, I'm assuming they hired her because they want that other, you know, they're losing Bo- uh, Django Fett's DNA, so they're trying to get another, uh, you know, source, and I think that's where they're going with it, it c- you know, some people are speculating she's talking to Boba, from what we know, yes, that could still work, but... From the way Mandalorian kind of ins- ins- like what that is inferring is that they never had met before, I assume. There's ways for that to be worked around, um, but I doubt she's taking orders from a kid at this time, so I think it is the Kaminoans that hired Fennec Shand um, to try to take Omega back. So, yeah, In Space Hunter tells Omega that who they were fighting against was a bounty hunter. Um, Hunter says that they have to find out who they are and who hired them, and, uh, yeah, that's when you get, uh, Shand calling somebody. We don't know who it is. She says that they vow to, um, you know, they vow to, she vows to find them. But that's the episode. I know it's not a lot to talk about here, you know, we're not even 15 minute episode here really just just not a lot to talk about in this episode but the action was great really enjoyed the action uh one thing i did want to talk about that was kind of going around is separate of the bad batch you know dave filoni was promoted uh in the fall and that was just updated on the website he's like a creative director executive creative director or something as part of Lucasfilm now as well as what he was before. And on top of that, there was an article on Variety that kind of was talking about that and said that Rangers of the New Republic is not being actively developed. I don't know if that means that it's no longer coming, if this was the Gina Carano show that was held off due to her being let go by Disney. Though, in those initial reports, it was that they did not announce her show because of her being controversial before in case that they need to cancel it. So I'm not really sure where we're going there. I think it might just be that Favreau is working on, you know, Mando. Uh, Filoni's working on Ahsoka and Mando. And that these two, sh- and I think Favreau is working on Book of Boba Fett as well. So, you know, like, that these three shows are taking precedence, and I'm assuming then they would move into developing Rangers of the New Republic. I don't know. Maybe it's canceled. I don't know. I don't think they would announce it in December if they weren't planning to go forward with it because it wasn't that much longer after that that Gina Carano got let go. So, um, And like I said, initial reports said that that was a different show. So I'm not really sure. I think they might just be... Maybe they're retooling it. Maybe they're changing it around. Who knows? I would love to see Rangers of the New Republic because I think it'd be really great to kind of see the New Republic, you know, we didn't get to see any of that, uh, when we enter in, when we leave episode six, no government yet, they just took down the Empire, when we start episode seven, New Republic gets blown up pretty quickly, or at least all the leaders of it do, so yeah, it's, uh, it'd be great to kind of see some actual New Republic stuff, um, on the screen, whether a cartoon or a live action, I don't care, but I'd just like to get some more of the politics, Uh, you know, the prequel trilogy and Clone Wars. Some people made fun of it for having politics and not a lot of action. I think they did have a lot of action, though, but I mean, I I think the politics makes sense in the prequels when you really think about it at times, and Palpatine's plan's kind of crazy, but it, you know, worked out, I guess. Um, I'd like to kind of see how they set up the, you know, this whole galaxy after they just defeated an empire you know how do you set this up there's some books that delve into it a bit but not to the level that i think a tv show can really get into um but yeah so next week we're gonna go ahead and break down episode five of the bad batch uh remember this like 16 episodes i think that's including the three hour pilot uh, like the the three episode pilot so i think it might be a total of 19 then with that not really sure i guess we'll find out as it goes I'm also trying to get some uh, guests on here to kind of uh, go over like a Mandalorian Season 2 recap. Just kind of like a, hey, you know, now that it's been over for a few months, what was your feelings on this? Where do you think it's going without Grogu in it? That kind of thing. I think that'd be great. But I think that's where I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. You can contact us on Twitter at PodAwakens, Instagram. At podawakens, facebook.com slash podawakens, or email us podawakens at gmail.com, and we'll catch you next weekend. I have spoken. It's over, Anakin.